Look, folks, we're taking a wee day off today. There'll be no ranting, there'll be no raving today. Joe Wicks, who stole my idea of being your PT for your PD, he can have the floor to himself in his little tight shorts. And he can look after you today. Because we're going to kick back and not bother today. Maybe do things a little bit differently today. Now, I have no idea why I think this is material worthy of a podcast episode. Maybe it's because I don't care enough about you all anymore and I'm just subjecting you to my ramblings now. Maybe your PD is no longer my number one priority. Or maybe it's because I think we're all close friends now and I'm content to let you snuggle up with my inner thoughts. Now you'll have to decide which it is as it's always your choice and you make the decision to fuck away off because I'm not providing the value that I once did or to come closer and see whether a guy who's openly trying to achieve the creation of 10 billion of value in 10 years is some kind of fucking robot or just flesh and blood like the rest of you. That's the type of question I've always had when I've looked up the people who've had great success in business and are further along in their journey than me and who look like genuine leaders. Uh, which I I really do ache badly to become. And I wonder, do they have the same or similar struggles in life like I do myself? Maybe that's why I'm sharing this episode with you, to show that we're all flesh and blood and that all sorts of shit can happen and all sorts of shit and stuff goes wrong all the flipping time. Now, sometimes you just got to embrace it. Hug it out with whatever great big hairy monster has fucked your day up. Make love to the fucking thing if that's what you have to do. But do it your way. And make sure, this is the most important thing, make sure you get through it in one day. It must never go into a second day, whatever fucking hairy monster there is that's wrecked your day. It must never be there in the second day. Now, you've heard me a few times talk about my visual cues that I use. Um, uh, If I'm having, what I do is I I do a a single sort of deep blink, a big blink. I just go, a big blink. Did you feel me blinking there, folks? To wash away the vast majority of shit that goes on in my life. Well, sometimes you're going to have shit that can't be washed away with a blink. Not even one of those big blinks like I just did. And it might take a couple of blinks. Maybe it'll take more than a few blinks. So that's, I think, what this wee story is all about today. The story of my three birthdays. <laughs> story of my three birthdays. If Dick and Islanders are listening in now, they'll be going, time to make a night sortie on the Walrus Island. The Chief Walrus is ready to be toppled. He's doing an episode about his three birthdays. His three fucking birthdays. <laughs> How the mighty has fallen. The Chief has got no whiskers left. He's like the Emperor with no fucking clothes. He's bollock naked. Just like we said he was all along. And he's swinging the crown jewels to anyone who's listening. Of which there may be very few left. But their potential joy at the top lane of the walrus will not deflect me from my story. You see, I'm doing this episode on the night of my 50th birthday. Yes, that's right. This episode is being recorded on the 8th of May 2020. The 75th anniversary of VE Day, Victory in Europe Day. That's a quick reminder of actually how blessed we all are. And we should remember that now and again VE Day. But... I hear you ask, 
Why am I spending a special birthday, my 50th, doing a podcast? I mean, should I not be drunk or at least revelous? I'm not sure whether revelous is actually a word. I may have just made that up. But I should not be enjoying, or should be enjoying myself and taking the day off. Well, that was, in fact, the plan, my friends. But you see, I have a weird relationship with birthdays and I've never actually really ever celebrated them. In fact, I've never celebrated my birthdays. I always liked being a party, uh, at somebody else's party, having the freedom to be the madman at them back in my, in my drinking days without responsibility of being the host. I loved get crashing other people's parties but not having to put the effort into laying them on myself. So, my life is a weird mismatch of birthday events that weren't celebrated or didn't happen and I want to share three of them with you. I told you we were taking a day off today, folks. Three of them with you and see if we can learn something from them. Now, I don't know if this episode is, is ever going to be released. I might just can it. But anyway, uh, do you know what? Maybe it's just the euphoria of turning 50. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But anyway, do you, do you know what? I think I'll go one better and I'll maybe share four birthdays with you. It, it might be like like four weddings and a funeral. Or or was it four weddings and a funeral or was it three weddings and a funeral? I can't actually remember. And I've never actually seen that movie. It's, it's one of my wife's favourites. And you know what? I couldn't be arsed Googling whether it's three or four. I'm going to stick with the four birthday stories now rather than the three. So, I'll start with my 18th. My 18th birthday. You probably all remember your 18th birthday and whatever you did, whatever big bash you had. Now, uh, on my 18th, I didn't do anything for that at all. I can't even remember it. And not because I was drunk, just because it was a non-event in my life. So that one doesn't count as one of the... So that doesn't count as one of the four. The first that counts as one of the four was my 21st birthday. And the only reason I remember it is because I left a pub in Pontypridd where I was studying law, University of Wales, and we were all out uh, for the night drinking and playing pool. And it was my 21st birthday. And I only remember it for one reason, because no one knew that it was my birthday, as I hadn't told anyone. And when the pub was closed and we went home um, uh, uh, with a few extra cans of beer and a Chinese meal, and that was pretty standard stuff every night for me, to be honest. Um, my mate back then was called Matthew Root, or Matt Root. Uh, his nickname was the Honey Monster. The Honey Monster because he was six feet three and a half inches tall and built like a cuddly brick shit house and he was ginger. So that was Matt Root, the Honey Monster. If you know Matt, say hello to him for me. Uh, he and I had been really, really close. Uh, but funny, I've never really seen him since university. In fact, now we were very close. He never had any money and I always had money. So I'd give him uh, money to come out with me and it built up over the years to it was actually more than £700 which was a, a huge amount uh, back in those days which was exactly 29 years ago and he was going out one night whenever I was sitting and drinking and I refused to give him money to go out as I felt that he was just using me at that stage and the relationship was never quite the same as he lost his shit stating it was unfair of me to be prepared to fund him if I was going out with me but not be prepared to fund him if he wasn't going out with me that's a bit of a weird one. I'll let you make up my own mind. Now, I must say, in relation to Matt, he saved me so many times. He helped me because I didn't go to lectures. He helped me do my um, uh, dissertations and my courseworks. And he made sure I got ticked in for class and all sorts of things. So he absolutely saved me. And there's a whole lot of other ways that Matt saved me that only Matt knows about as well. And um, he's an absolutely amazing guy. I'm not really even sure why I told you that. I was just trying to explain why I felt that the, the relationship sort of 
diverged a little and he probably didn't have much money after university either and he probably struggled but anyway if you're out there Matt you're a great guy honey monster and I love you loads now history uh, uh, so we, we we moved on and actually I think I probably told that wee story about the money thing because that is actually a recurring theme in my life that, that happens all the time giving and giving and giving to people who maybe leech off me a little bit and as soon as you stop giving they blame you anyway that's for another episode and I say Matt is a wonderful um, guy and literally saved my life on a number of occasions. So tried, I tried to look him up a few times, once or twice, but I couldn't actually find him. Anyway, um, as we were polishing off our, our Chinese, mine, mine was normally two pancake rolls and, a, and a fried rice. Now, these pancake rolls, they were like a full fucking packet of meat. So they were not like the wee skittery spring rolls that you get these days. Um, they were proper packed out, so they were a real meal. But anyway, I said to Matt... Uh, at about two o'clock in the morning. Hey, Matt. <laughs> hey, Matt. This is actually my 21st birthday tonight That we when we were out. I'll, ne- I'll never forget the look on his face when he said, What are you talking about? <laughs> we would have been celebrating your birthday tonight. What is wrong with you? And it was a look on his face of total astonishment. And that's the only reason I can remember anything about my 21st birthday. Now, he couldn't believe I didn't want to celebrate it. But he actually felt... It was a weird thing. It actually, he felt that I deprived others from not letting them know, and that I had actually been a bit selfish. Uh, uh, maybe I had. Um, certainly, um, that thought has maybe struck me all these years later. Because Matt really would have um, gone to town and really helped me celebrate it, but I, I kept it to myself. Anyway, next birthday. This is a second birthday. I'm on my twenty fifth, and I'm going to um, sort of. Change some of the names, etc., in this next wee story. Um, this is too close to home because this is in Belfast. Uh, and um, it wasn't really me celebrating the 25th. It was just happened to be a bank holiday. Again, it was VE Day. It was the 50th anniversary, um, which is uh, one of the reasons that I actually remember it. And I was on the bender to kill all benders that week. That entire week was just bend. When I say bender, that means full on full on I was having to make full use of those three different sets of friends that I've, I've talked to you about before that I've had to develop so I always had somebody to go drinking with and partying with and this week was absolutely relentless even by my horrific standards and it culminated on May the 8th 1995 which was a Monday night now it's the only ever Monday bank holiday on the second Monday of May that there has ever been because of fee day. The partying should really have stopped the night before, but I went at it again. I started in the King's Head in the afternoon, just probably after it got up, and then went on into town and ended up in a lock-in in a very well-known restaurant as I knew the shift manageress. Now, didn't dickhead here, didn't dickhead fall asleep in the toilet cubicles upstairs and didn't dickhead here get locked in and everyone went home for the night and the, the alarms and everything were set and I was asleep on my own in licensed premises a restaurant in town one of the top restaurants and I woke up from a slumber about four o'clock in the morning and I hadn't a clue where I was other than I was in a cubicle somewhere and I wandered down the stairs and didn't the alarms go off as I wandered down the stairs sweet Jesus me half comatose and the alarms were really really loud they're going absolutely bonkers now I looked frantically for a way out the alarms were absolutely 
blurring. I can remember that to this day. This was a top restaurant in Belfast. I ran to the kitchens at the back of the building where there was a tiny window that I couldn't actually fit through and the noise was really deafening. Uh, after a few minutes, I, I noticed, oh Jesus, I'll never forget this. I noticed flashing blue lights at the front of the building and um, then on the loud hailer because it was so fucking noisy on the loud hailer I could just about hear them and they were also at the back of the building and they were shouting in the loud hailer this is the police come out with your hands up we have the premises surrounded (laughs) Jesus at this stage I ran back to the back of the premises and could see that the police were shining lights in through that tiny window (laughs) Jesus Christ now remember they thought I'd broken in and they were looking for the way that I had actually broken in. So that's why they were going around both sides of the business. They were trying to find out how I'd broken in or where I'd broken in. But I'd been locked in for fuck's sake. I hadn't broken in. So I went to the to, to the long windows at the front of the restaurant. And as the blurring of this alarm and this police with his flipping loud hailer and the flashing lights of the car and I'm pressed up literally up against the glass like fucking finding Nemo or something like that and I'm mouthing to them I'm locked in I'm not a burglar I'm a trainee solicitor (laughs) Jesus Christ I said this about four times I'm locked in I'm not a burglar I'm a trainee solicitor I was thinking they were going to shoot me if I'd been a, a, a fucking black in America they would definitely have shot me I'm telling you, there's absolutely no doubt about that. Now, I was freaked out. Now, I doubt any other person in the history of of the world has said um, that immortal line. Um, and and then that I, I doubt even if someone had said it, they'd be stupid enough to actually share it with anybody else. So up until now, that what I said there has never been shared. And... It just shows you how easily, um, maybe, say, if you were in a different state, and luckily we don't have armed police here, or do we have armed police? I can't even remember. You know, but if you're um, in an ethnic minority in America and you did something like that, fell asleep drunk, you'd probably get shot dead. But there you have it. They eventually got the owner from his home, who I didn't actually know the owner at the time, and I told them what had happened, and the police took me um, to the house of the manager who lived in Stockman's Lane. Remember, this is the middle of the night, and this was the shift manager's manager. Now, that person also knew me, she also knew me, and she identified me to the police. Um, They dropped me home to where I lived with my parents, I think I was living with my parents at the time, um, with a firm warning because um, it was trainee solicitor, I wasn't earning any money, that's why I had to move home, with a firm warning, and rather than go to bed, rather than go to bed, like any sensible person, I walked two miles to the Holy Lands at 5am looking for another party. All I can say is that, thank fuck, I gave up alcohol 13 years ago, recounting that story to you. That maybe gives you a flavour of how bad it was. Right now, I'm going to wind forward can't believe I shared that, Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm winding forward to some more sensible days and this is about my 40th birthday and my wife had always wanted to take me to the east coast of the United States of America where she worked in Boston and Cape Cod and New York, etc. And she picked out New York as a place that we'd spend our 40th birthday together. Now, she had planned this for years and had always talked about it. And I'd never been to America and I had a business partner at the time. And he was to go to the States to do subway training 
for our first subway that we were we were opening. So he used to do subway training for our first subway that we were opening. It was all very complex. Uh, no point in going into it now. Um, and we don't have, I say, have enough time to go into it now. But he went to do the training in the United States of America for subway training rather than me and decided when he was over there that it wasn't for him. So he went over, did the subway training for a day and a half, decided over there that it wasn't for him, um, which was fair enough. And he was actually doing me a favour by going over there because I was in a bit of a predicament at the time, uh, financially, etc. And he was sort of taking the brunt for me. But what then happened was that he, um, we had a subway to open and neither of us had done the subway training. So I had to fly to New York on my own for subway training which was, uh, subway training was actually quite intense. I realised then why he didn't uh, want to do it. It was sort of like university level degree stuff. And I was there on my own whilst Helen was at home with our second child who was just two weeks old. So our second child was two weeks old. And on the night of my 40th birthday, I was over there for two weeks, I went to Grand Central Station. We'd been studying out in Milford, Connecticut, which is next state along, quite close, just 40 minutes on the train, which is the home of Subway. And I got a picture of myself standing there in Grand Central Station on my own. Just got a passerby to take a picture of me on my 40th. And at least I'd made it to New York for my 40th, even if Helen hasn't. hadn't. And it was, it was quite moving and it was all very surreal. There was no party or anything. It was just me. Went to Grand Central Station on the train, got a photograph taken and then went back to Connecticut. <laughs> Absolutely bizarre. And that brings me on to tonight. My 50th birthday. The fourth birthday. Okay. And I'll let you in this secret. I've never been happier in my entire life. I feel all of my experiences, the good and the bad and the ugly, many of which I've shared with yourselves, have brought me to this place where I am about to do great things for Northern Ireland. And I was so, so looking forward to this birthday. The first time I've ever been looking forward to a birthday. Now, we were meant to go to Dubai for my... So that's the first thing. We were meant to go to Dubai for my 50th birthday. My wife had talked about it for a couple of years now after having missed out on my 40th. And, of course, the Rona intervened and Dubai was off. But, you see, when you're happy, things like that don't worry you. Because even in lockdown, lockdown, you can have a lovely birthday. And I was the luckiest man in the world as I was going to be spending time with my family on my first ever birthday. I was going to celebrate. Now, my girls have been preparing for my birthday during lockdown for weeks. I th- I wasn't actually, couldn't see what they were doing, but I think they've been creating some sort of musical theatre event. They've been practising baking cakes. Um, they've been putting a lot of stuff together. It was making a real big deal of it. My, so- my son of course hasn't lifted a finger because he doesn't bother too much he's only eight years of age and boys sometimes are a bit bit different now so the big day came at a few zoom calls um in the morning which started at 7 a.m and some work to do which i like doing a wee bit of satisfaction getting that done and the girls were downstairs putting together a big spread it was the best I was in the best form of my life. I've literally never felt better. Feeling absolutely wonderful. At 11am, just after 11am, between 11am and 12, I came downstairs. Uh, and Erin, my mini-me, comes up to me to tell me 
she tells me to close my eyes and hold my hand um, uh, coming she was going to hold my hand coming down the stairs which I did and I kept my eyes shut as requested and then I hear all these bangs bang 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 that scared the shit out of me a little bit uh, uh, I can tell you um, when you're not expecting it and, and there were party bangers and they were all pulling streamers and party bangers as I was brought into the main living room living area downstairs anyway that's all good I was fine, a wee bit shocked, but we're nothing to worry about. That's all good. And they'd let out this beautiful spread, really, really impressive. They'd bake cakes and buns and there were banners and everybody was dressed up. And I sat down, they baked the most beautiful birthday cake and they put my initials and my age and everything. It was absolutely beautiful. sat down to blow out the candles, just as I blew out the candles. My son, who probably in his excitement and all his excitement, he sneaks up behind me and pulls a party banger right in my ear. Bang! It was like Belfast in 1974. It was like a bomb went off right beside me. Now, that will sound weird, but I totally lost my balance. My ears were fucking ringing. I didn't know anywhere. I, d- I didn't even know where I was. It was a. It was horrendous. I thought there was blood actually running, the warmth coming down the side of my face. I thought there was blood running out of my ears. I was in total shock. Everyone was in shock. And I immediately had to go to bed. I just about got the candles blown out and that was the end of the party. And I've just woken up eight hours later with a banging headache. And not like the one I had 25 years ago when I got locked in the restaurant. I, um, I could be annoyed. Maybe I should be annoyed. I was actually looking forward to a birthday today and was mature enough to let someone put on a spread for me for the first time ever in my life. Maturity at 50. But rather than let my day be ruined, do you know what? It was just a mistake either, after all. And the idea for this podcast came to me in the fucking mayhem as I woke up there. The one thing I know, more than anything, after everything I've been through in my life, is that there's nothing like getting a positive out of a negative situation. If you can find a tiny positive from every day, then that's all it takes sometimes to keep you moving forward and keep your mindset right. And from my birthday, which I was so looking forward to, feeling the most fulfilled that I've ever felt in my life, despite missing out in Dubai, but which my son accidentally ruined in his excitement to say he's only eight, I now have this podcast episode which I've shared with you, a substantive memory from my 50th and a good one too Um, I still don't know whether I release this or not but I will reset and we'll celebrate my birthday tomorrow and one day I'll tell my grandkids all about it and we'll all have a laugh maybe they'll hear it on this podcast episode so no matter what happens no matter what you're meant to be or who you're meant to be with when the wheels come off and you've had a disaster of a day, it's never too late to salvage a positive from it and carry that momentum into the next day. And one final thing, you're probably expecting me to sing happy birthday to myself on this episode. But, you know what, it's not a tune I'm that good at. And hopefully there's been enough in this episode for a banger to have gone off in your ear to make you think a little bit more about your own life too. So for me, at the right old age, ripe old age of 50... Have a very happy day, because whether you have a happy day or not, and whether you document your journey like I do or not, it's your choice. <laughs>